creativity and ideas do not happen in a vacuum. Really like the superpower that helped me write a lot of books was... Activate your energy. Welcome to the Activated Authors Podcast, a show where we distill the core principles of what it takes to become a happy, healthy, and productive author, no matter what stage of the journey you're at. I'm your host, Daniel Wilcox. I'm an international best-selling author, as well as an author coach, speaker, and creative entrepreneur. But most importantly, I'm a lifelong student of all things productivity, psychology, and human behavior. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Without further ado, let's dive in. What is up, Activators? And welcome back to yet another episode of the Activated Authors Podcast with myself, Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every single week is... It's me, Sam Frost. That's me. Hello. Hello, Sam Frost. What's going on? Ah, so much. Yeah, no, good, but also horrible. (laughs) I've done that thing where someone says, how's it going? And I'm so used to that being uh, the modern equivalent of hello. Yeah. um, That I just reply, yeah, good. No, this week's been horrendous, actually. Um, I, due to some kind of logistical error in the delivery of my um, very essential mental health medications, um, I've been off meds. I realised, because uh, I sat down and tried to figure out when was the last time I took a pill since... Uh, the last time I took my tablet was Saturday evening. Oh! Um, yeah. Yeah. That was bigger than previously suspected. Yeah, which explains a lot, actually. Um, and now, this was not by choice. I am not one of these people that, that um, demonises head meds. In fact, I think they are amazing. Um, there was some kind of mix-up um, in the... Like, the prescription was filled and it was sent out because I get mine delivered because it means I don't have to deal with people in boots. I don't know if every boots pharmacy is the same, but mine is not the one um and there was some kind of like delay or mix up in it getting from where it was to me um and to it's difficult to explain because most tablets if you miss them like it doesn't have that much of an effect but these are incredibly potent second line mental um health mental illness um meds and um you get if you miss it for like one day you get sick and by sick um i'm talking about like an addict withdrawal because your body is addicted to it it needs it to function um and like that's the best part of (laughs) the withdrawal is the physical symptoms my brain has been like just a fog i have been all over the spectrum emotionally um it's been really difficult um to say the least but the good news is is that finally I got them delivered to me today which is Thursday um and I took my uh pill about three hours ago so I'm starting to come around unfortunately they're slow release um so that's what you need <laughs> it's taken good a old slow time. release yeah but that's kind of been my week and I've just had to like down tools and accept the fact that even if I wanted to like be a taskmaster to myself, there is no point because I would quite literally just have to do it all again. And uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So that's where I'm at. Um, 
there has been nothing like in my life that has you know been big or bad or anything like that it's just it's been very difficult to function at all uh, because of that so that's not been great but modern medicine's wonderful and I've taken it now and shortly I shall return to my wonderful normal self I use normal relative to who I am and not to the general <laughs> bell curve how are you Dan yeah, I mean, you already sound better. Um, yeah, and that's not foregoing that. Like, you have you have, have done bits and pieces this week um, to move some stuff along that you've been working on, which has been cool. But yeah, I I can imagine it's tough as hell to it's go horrendous. through that kind of stuff and just keep moving. So the idea of you know downing arms and and giving yourself what you need in that moment to quote function. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, it's been a sucky week for you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, mine's not, but not much better. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like i am capital e exhausted um i will forego some of some of the things that i want to say because it's half term and as such i have a little human who is currently watching tv and stuff so if you hear additional sounds and things somewhere on the feed um that is why um but yeah there's there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've had to um manage my workload somewhat in order to deal with some things which with any luck next thursday um or next week's podcast i should be able to give a little bit more detail but i won't give an um present company but suffice to say like uh i mean i've i've been smart enough to juggle my calendar from the start of the year to take into account half terms and things and uh, during half terms like they're now what i call sort of um minimum viable work weeks mm -hmm. so knowing that i have you know uh, responsibilities and parental cares and things like i've made sure as much as possible to not book in things for this week to only like be on very skeletal basic function um, yeah. business wise because like I can't really afford to take it off because I have regular obligations but at the same time I'm not going to like you know constantly be at the computer when I've got little ones so um yeah making it work um I saw my parents for a couple of days that was quite nice um I got my first review back from a reader for um yes. the nowhere line which again for people interesting even though I'm looking at putting this forward for potentially small press or like some kind of press publication. Um, I still want to know that I've done a good job before I've handed it over. And so like I'm, I'm getting sort of feedback before I even start pitching it out to people just to make sure that not only is it solid, but I do also think that going to the right people and getting some kind of reviews is going to give it some kind of gusto behind it getting accepted before, you know, anyone even looks at it. So that's been um, very, very nice from that side of things. And then also I will add, uh, I'm working on projects in a minute that, uh, I will, I, I hate, it's one thing like I'm learning over the last few years, the amount of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you you just can't talk about until it's somewhat ready. Um, what I will say is at this point, um, I am currently working on the story for the other stories podcasts, Halloween special, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And I've been doing a lot of brainstorming and I've sketched an outline for the story and it's all very, very exciting. Um, and I've just got to, you know, get fingers to keyboard and start writing that. But yeah, like creatively, it's very fulfilling at the minute. I've got a lot of cool projects that I'm involved in um, that are all just sort of chipping away and chugging along. So yeah, that side of things is is quite nice, all things considered. So yeah, keeping it moving, keeping it moving. Um, what What is a key takeaway that, that you've got for this week, Dan? Hmm. You weren't expecting that, was you? You was going to throw it to me, but I got in there like the lightning bolt that we are brandishing on our brandishing on our shirts here comes the sam's not on her meds <laughs> lightning is part of our logo <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
my uh, my my key take takeaway um this week particularly is that it's already there like you get to so again like it i i get that it'll be frustrating listening to this and kind of being like well he keeps talking about it but like what, what the hell's going on and like it's not huge well it's huge but like i'm fine and i'll probably talk about it more next week but um the key takeaway i guess is that like it's that thing if you get to a point where you try like something in life presents itself to yourself presents itself to you and you try and find all the different possible scenarios and people and all the different things to try and fix whatever and then every single time it boils down to like whatever it is that is needed to conquer the thing it's already in you mm-hmm. like it's already there somewhere it's just finding it harnessing it like bringing it back to the surface again it's already there so like i have not entirely been feeling myself for a lot of like the things over the last few weeks and mm-hmm. even today i had a moment where i was sitting in my kitchen and i was like it felt for the first time in a while like i was in my kitchen mm-hmm you know what I mean? Like those moments yeah. were suddenly like it's called cold. disassociation. Yeah, yeah, I get it. A fair chunk. Um, but yeah, it was it was the first time in a while that like I said I was like, oh, okay, like I'm I'm here, I'm sorting things out and like, you know, mm-hmm. general life stuff. So um yeah, that's my my takeaway, whatever you need. And you know, bringing <laughs> bringing trying into writing and creation, because obviously activated authors, like it's it's the same with writing. Whatever it is you feel like you need to get started and to start writing, it's already mm-hmm. there. Like mm-hmm. if you've got five fingers, awesome. I mean, preferably have like eight fingers and, and two thumbs. But if you don't have them, there are other methods like you know, yeah. meditation and ghostwriting and that kind of stuff. But yeah. Stephen Hawking wrote many books. He wrote a lot of books. And he could barely speak, let alone do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What's your key takeaway? So I'm trying to find a way to phrase this without making me sound incredibly pompous and arrogant. Do it. <laughs> I Pompagant. Pompagant, yes. Um, I was in the bath earlier, um, as one is wont to do every now and again, and I was having a little thing. Reeks of privilege, go on. I reeked to something, (laughs) mate, that's why I was in the bath. Um, (laughs) And I was having a little think about this week and how difficult it's been. And I'd like to remind myself if I start to kind of think negatively, um, if this was happening to a friend, what would I say? And if this was happening to a friend and they had handled themselves the way that I'd handled myself this week, I would say to them that like, you're a goddamn legend. And that's what I mean about it sounding pompous, but I'll tell you what's for why, because this week I've been at my worst. And I don't mean like, you know, being an arsehole or anything, but I have had no filter, none. I don't, I don't operate like filter doesn't come as standard for me anyway. Like it takes a lot of effort for me to remember that not everyone needs to hear the truth as I hear it in my brain. Um, But like, it was the case of like, I couldn't even remember to remember that I was supposed to engage a filter. Um. I could barely move for like yesterday, every time I stood up to walk, um, like just little distances. Cause I walked 12 kilometers yesterday cause I could do nothing else other than put one foot in front of the other. Um, and for the most part I stayed upright, but just little distances in my house. As soon as I stand up and try to move, it was like someone was grabbing my shirt and yanking me back. Um, so lots of like stuff, you know, going on, not being able to kind of really do just the basic things and yet 
my son was still fed and he still got to school on time and his homework was still done and he still knew that he was loved and I still like drew and did other things and my dog still got fed and walked and loved and not once did it occur to me um to fall back on any old behaviors now that could be because not a lot was occurring to me at all um but it's just that case of at my worst this week I have still proven myself to be better equipped at life and more most importantly at parenting than like my father ever was at his best like he couldn't come close him and my stepmom couldn't come close to what I did this week so it's just that like sometimes you need to sit in the shit to realize like where you are and how far you've come so yeah that's my key takeaway my dad sucks (laughs) all this to say my dad sucks (laughs) and i'm a pompagant (laughs) and i'm a pompagant legend legend there you go (laughs) bam oh win from the community this is something yes please for the first time in a while i have not actually pre-prepared so i'm going to quickly jump over Feeling sometimes. Well, that's because we've been talking about flash fiction the last couple of weeks, hasn't it? So it's come out of like the routine of of going through. Yes. So let's grab one from here. I'm going to edit this, and it's just going to be perfect. You're going to be like, win from the community, bang! Don't don't bother. Don't bother. Yeah, I'm not going to. I've got too much to do for my. Uh, let's go to Carla Hilo, um, who has handed in something for every single day of flash fiction February, um. And the, the, what else we got here? Nearing the end of Act Two on the steampunk, and mm-hmm. made it to the gym to check it out. They have a hydro massage bed, and it's a new goal for when I'm done working out. Bam, love it. Also, oh. on Carla, can we just talk about the fact that like it was so refreshing to hear what she said in sprints today? This isn't personal, so I'm I'm hoping she won't mind sharing. I will check before I put this in <laughs> the podcast. But she was talking about the fact that, like, because you asked how her novel was getting on. Mm. And she said, oh, okay, I'm in, like, the sticky... Muddy middle. The muddy middle, that's it. I'm in the muddy middle. um, And I just have to keep reminding myself that it's a first draft and it's supposed to suck. And that I'm, like, celebrating myself in my suckiness and, and getting through it. And it was just, it was one of those wonderful moments of, like not only someone fully owning the fact that like right now it's not where I want it to be, but also right now it's not supposed to be where I want it to be. And it's just, it was that, it was just like a a wonderful thing of, I was like, this is our community. Like people are really starting to get it. And it's a testament, I think, to like what you preach. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely true. And actually Mm -hmm. some of this will come into a little bit of what we're talking about very, very shortly. Um, but yeah, like you say, just just owning that. And it's hard because, you know, we always want to write well and we want to write good. Yeah, um, of course. And so acknowledging in the middle, like, getting because I, that was really like the superpower that helped me write a lot of books was get to the point where as I'm writing, I'm, I'm literally just, you shut off that critical thinker, you shut off the editor and you literally just like, I, I remember typing and just staring at the keyboard, not even looking at the words on the screen and just having those moments where I'm like, and then this happens, I guess, blah, 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 um, mm-hmm. probably something like that. And like, it's it's not perfect. It's not good. But again, like the whole point is to 
build a foundation which you can then edit and make magic and it just it just rarely rarely happens in the first draft like those those who write very clean first drafts are people that have written a lot and have written regularly and have built you that muscle. Know. Well, yeah, arguably, like I've gotten to the point where my first drafts are a lot cleaner than they used to be. Like again, I mean, over four million words written, that's going to happen. It's going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, more than that, but that's published. Um, <laughs> but like again, that first book that I wrote, seventeen drafts, rounds of edits that went through, like mostly self edits mm-hmm. and things, but like. That, that took a while and then like the next book with me and Luke that was back and forth about five or six times and obviously like the advantage there was that we each have a different perspective with each round of edits that we did um but yeah like it really it really does take time and practice to get to a point in which you're you're comfortable and owning who you are as a writer because again like part of the reason that my like my first drafts tend to come out clean because I embrace the fact that I'm somewhat of a panther yeah Whereas like I, I know that the ones that I've planned are the ones that I always feel more clunky about. Because if I'm if I'm pantsing, for me, it feels like as I'm writing, I'm feeling the flow, I'm feeling the ups and downs. I'm like, okay, in a film, right now I go down on the roller coaster and then I come back up. Whereas I if I'm... that was going. <laughs> now I go down on the book. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then if I'm if I'm planning, which I have had to do, and I have had to write to outlines and things, you know, I ghost wrote for you know three or four years. Um, it it very much feels like okay, I'm putting bricks into a wall, but then I'm not sure entirely if they're fitting in the right ways because I'm not I'm not feeling like that start to finish flow. So again, yeah. like some people write out a sequence, some people need that planning. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that you know Carla Carla Carla's fantastic. It just you know her process seems and her mindset seems very very strong and consistent at this point and she really is coming to, into her own as a writer so mm-hmm. like carla if you listen to this we love you and congratulations yeah and if you're not why what are you doing, what are you doing? i'm gonna send you just this clip <laughs> carla stop being a dickhead oh, what, a, what a layabout <laughs> oh, i'm teaching animals are writing books whatever <laughs> carla get over yourself <laughs> Also, I'm very aware of people watching YouTube. This won't affect podcasters, but it's getting dark outside, which means my camera is getting more and more like hot, which means I'm getting like shinier and more orange. Yeah, I was just thinking that I'm getting pinker and paler, and you are. Getting... I want a tanning bed at the minute. <laughs> you can't see it just off camera. Just like, like orange and shiny. Mm, it's sweat. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you if you don't watch it and just listening to it, we are um in a professional studio right now, fully lit properly and totally lit. Glamorous. What, what? Yeah. You don't need to Lit check AF. it. Hey. You don't um, need to check it, just believe. <laughs> uh, and that brings us neatly into this week's question, which is your question, Sam. Yes, it is. And my question is, where do you get your ideas from? I always, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's because I always default to it. Like there's a, a very famous um, interview with Stephen King where he's talking about this and he's just like, I don't, I don't know how to answer this. I always tell people I, I just buy them at the idea shop. <laughs> just walking like i need an idea please exchange it for some money thank you walk out um it is, and that's it, the problem right it's a problem and i tell you what there's, there's a lot there's a lot of different factors to this so like the the very flat easy answer is ideas come from you mm-hmm. they come from your mind they come from you and what i think people are trying to ask with this is where do good ideas come from yeah maybe so when people are like, where do ideas come from? Like we all, like everyone's had an idea for a book. Everyone's just like, oh, what if Jaws did this? Or what if this did this? Or like, oh, a really quiet cool book. Like I, I literally had um, someone email me the other day. I really need to email them back saying, I've had an idea for a book, but I don't know how to write it. Do you want it? And I was like, well, that's very, very kind of you. Um, 
it's going to be a polite no, but like I really appreciate that someone did reach out and do that. Um, but like that's I think that's really what people are asking is like where do good ideas come from? Because if you if you're asking where ideas come from, it's because you have some kind of intention of writing a story. And if you're writing a story, it's probably because you've got an end goal somewhat of writing a book, making money, like reaching readers, whatever that that goal is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other side of this as well is that when it's how do you write a good story? Mm. Oh, this is quite a big. Um, I'm just trying to think of how to say it. We are taught, and we've covered this a lot on this podcast, but we are taught from very, very early on for some reason that art is a thing that you're born with or you're not. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah. And so I know a lot of people who have these ideas, but what they then it's a do gift is gift from God, Dan. It's a gift from God. I know lots of people who have ideas, but then what they tell themselves or the voices they hear from like wider society is, yeah, but you can't write a book. You're not or, a writer. Or, oh, that idea has been done before. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever that is. And so as a as a basis, as a foundation for this conversation, that I think is probably the best place to start. It's like, all right, if we're asking the question, where do good ideas come from? And it's all the same answers. Like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll add that as well, just for free. Throw that out there. There you go. Get your money's worth for this podcast. But like... <laughs> Like, it's all the same answer, but I think that's the question that people are asking. But, you know, peel it back. Where do ideas come from? Yeah. Um, Fundamentally, at their core, ideas come from you. Um, Mm -hmm. There are sort of three that I've listed off the top of my head that contribute, or three areas that contribute towards um, coming up with ideas for things like stories and whatnot. Uh, Number one is experience. Number two is curiosity. And number three is stereotypes. Oh. So experience, kind of self-explanatory, but experience is essentially anything that you've done in your life um whether you know you're working full-time whether you're a stay-at-home mom whether you're a stay-at-home dad whether you are squishing the dog perfect timing small child yes (laughs) whether you are i don't know like a runner whether you're an athlete whether you're a crocheter whether like no matter what it is you have lived a life and you have an experience that is unique to you and a lens through which you have seen that experience, which is unique to you. And that's something a lot of people don't understand. Like, because I know a lot of people who never quite went into quotes, traditional careers and therefore mm-hmm. feel like they have less value to provide into things like books. Oh my God. It's like, you're talking to me. Yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> and so that's the experience side of things. It's like all of these things that you've done, they contribute to a story. So you can write from your own experience. You can come up with ideas from your own experience and you can tell that whether that's like memoir, fiction, nonfiction, like whatever mm-hmm. um, experience is unique to you. And I think we've said this on like nearly every episode, but that is the heart of your story is your experience, your lens. What yeah. is it you've been through, whatever that situation is, you can bring that to a story. And I think that's magic. Um, yeah. The second part, as I say, curiosity. Mm-hmm. So curiosity comes from, you know, asking questions um and just seeing where things go so like mm-hmm. like i shared last year i've i've taken a real interest lately into the human timeline um like mm-hmm. homo sapiens and now and in following that curiosity i've learned about like a thousand different wars and conflicts how agriculture developed cognitive development like capitalism all these different things have sprung up of a simple question of like where did we come from mm-hmm. um and again like this isn't to sort of put friction against people with different beliefs and whatnot. This is just something that I'm looking into. Um, and so that curiosity and just asking questions that then creates more questions. It's really like a hydra of ideas because it's like, I don't know, like one, one <laughs> this, this, I always come back to this and it kills me. Cause like, I remember once looking out of um, a car window at a city I was driving by. And the mm. question was literally like, how much of what I'm looking at is natural was originally here like 400 years ago. 
like if you look at the lights if you look at the metal if you look at the glass in the windows if you look at like the, mm -hmm. the sidewalk if you look at the road all these are like how much of this is natural and the mm -hmm. answer is like none of it so then immediately from there i get questions of like well what, what would happen if like nature retook over and like well it's constantly that? trying to yeah or like what would happen if you know i don't know it's a stupid idea but again like we're talking about ideas here like what mm -hmm. happens if the world ran out of tarmac what would you we would you use for roads because mm -hmm. have you ever looked uh, have you ever looked at a road and gone like do you know how many miles of this stuff there is where does it come from it's insane right what is bitumen <laughs> oh i've known a few in my time <laughs> but like these are questions and these are foundations that can start to like stir up ideas and give you things mm -hmm. and so curiosity can take you very very far like that's one of them um, again like this is quite grotesque side of things but that's one of the, the things about horror like it's asking questions that other people are a bit afraid to ask mm. um with romance you're you know asking questions about different people's love lives and you know the nature of romance and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff like it's all a lot of the ideas come from the gaps between knowledge because if you're curious okay. about something you're hungry to find out more and you deliver that authentic experience to the reader so experience curiosity and then the other one is stereotypes so already in the world are a thousand different stories well millions upon millions of different stories more growing every day mm -hmm. um whether that's you know real life stories in newspapers whether it's your soaps coronation street eastenders um i won't explain what soaps are for us listeners please just look that up yourself because i hate them um <laughs> you've got films you've got tv shows you've got books you've got novels you've got like all these different mediums of where stories come from and they are already like things that you can grab out that you can start to manipulate to make new stories now mm -hmm. Pause there before I get into like some more stuff. But yeah, anything you want to add on that? Yeah, I've got so much I want to add on that. Um, so first of all, what you've what you said was um you think people are asking where do good ideas come from? Mm -hmm. And you know, I agree with that. I think I think that this question um is asked roughly by two sects of people. You've got bad interviewers. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that like that think that for some reason asking this question is going to like blow the world open answer. um and then you've got people that are genuinely wanting to know because mm -hmm. they are interested in the creativity of whether it's writing um art dance whatever where do you get your ideas ideas for these incredible like choreography pieces you know where did Cujo come from where like how do you oh, get I know these... that story yes yeah, so do I well <laughs> believe it or not um I know of the origin of yeah same oh yeah okay yeah um like you know where where do these huge mammoth like behemoth ideas that are stunning come from but of course people are seeing first of all something in its final form Yes. So um, anything that you see, the idea that created it is a tiny seed mm -hmm. that the person that has then gone on to do it has nurtured and, you know, done the what ifs and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I would say as well, like, there are so many ways of generating ideas. And I think it's a bit of a crime the way when people are genuinely asking this question out of a need need to know or a want to know or a or a feeling of can you tell me where your ideas come from because i don't know if i have any i don't like this instant knee jerk response of i get them from the idea shop <laughs> because like for an interviewer that's just bad at their job 
sure that's funny yeah. but for people that are genuinely like wanting to know I, I kind of feel sorry for them because it's it's that thing of like in creativity I would say there's no mistakes there's just happy accidents there's no stupid questions or anything like this but it, it becomes this almost um this stigma of just kind of like I don't know how to do this I don't know where to get ideas from and I, I want to do this stuff and then often they're met with um sarcasm or just like I'm gonna make a cake buy a cookbook yeah like cool thank you mm. thanks dickhead do you know what I mean like it's true you could buy a cookbook but like you could also be a little bit more helpful and less flippant so like I have like a host of different things here that can help people um generate ideas that I've used myself um and some that like I just kind of thought of but I love this idea of curiosity because I think that is the biggest the biggest generator of ideas yeah, um, my um my old English teacher once because I, I remember being in um it was at college and I was in a um what's the word a module in which we were reading stuff that just really like I couldn't be bothered with and I said like miss it's boring and she said to me like if you start reading into something, the more you read it, the more questions you ask, the more interesting it becomes. Mm -hmm. And at the time, it was one of those things of like, yeah, right, miss. But like the older I get, the more I'm like, it absolutely is. The more like you become the the dog that holds on to that rabbit and doesn't let go. Mm -hmm. Like just, you just find more and more questions, more and more things. Like your mind gets more and more blown. And yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say before we kind of start um, giving examples and and all the rest of it is that kind of bouncing off this idea of you're either born a musician mm. or you're not you're either gifted with like the muse of writing or you're not um number one that's absolute bullshit yep like absolute bullshit like are there some people in this world that are just more naturally inclined towards things yes. absolutely that's where we get prodigies from but i can tell you something for nothing not everybody is a fucking prodigy at something <laughs> nope. if if you just if that's how if that's how life worked you're either born a plumber or you're not you're either born an, a fucking surgeon or you're not number one mortality rates would be through the roof uh-huh like i don't need to trade I'm, i was born a surgeon <laughs> like no, please, before you cut into me, I would quite like you to understand what, like, you know, the renal system is. Um, the the other thing is, so, like, just get rid of that, because it is very difficult to, to call yourself something. Like, just saying, I'm an author, I'm a writer, something I find very difficult to say um, when, like, I'm sketching or drawing and someone's like, oh, you're an artist. I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. no I'm not an artist I like to draw and I'm getting better at it but no like I'm not an artist and it and the more I think about it, it it's the exact same thing just on the other side of it like yeah I am an artist mm -hmm. I draw and I paint I'm not saying I'm fine go but like there's lots yep. of there's lots of things but the main thing that I would like to say to assuage this and to kind of prove my point is that creativity and ideas do not happen in a vacuum. And while ideas come from you, they also absolutely don't. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, 
there are those like rare jewel moments where you'll just wake up in the middle of the night and be like, <gasps> this idea. Oh yeah, they're amazing and, when that happens. And you write it down, but that's not how 99.9% of ideas happen um, because creativity cannot exist in a vacuum because creativity is, in my opinion, a way of interpreting and um, communicating the world around you through um, a lens that is uniquely yours. So, yeah. yeah. That's out of the way. <laughs> before you, just before you jump on, just because that, like, that does absolutely kill me when, like, like you say, people aren't born to do X, Y, Z. Like, I really, I really contest this point as well, just because, no matter what, like, again, like what faith you believe in, what background you believe in, no matter where your kind of foundations of humanity come from, even if you go back looking traditionally at like Christianity two thousand years ago, Jesus Christ, all that kind of stuff, there weren't really playwrights. Like there weren't no. really plumbers as we know them. There were no heart surgeons. There were no like cat cafes. Like you weren't born to run a cat cafe. Do you know what I mean? JC but, hanging out in the cat cafe. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, these things aren't like progress has, has bred us to get to where we are. And like we develop that interest, we get into the things. And just because mm -hmm. we find an affinity for the thing doesn't mean necessarily we're born to do a thing. Like through my life, I've been a parkour coach. I have been a chlamydia screening assistant. I have, you know, um, worked in a bar. I have done publications and marketing I've, i'm doing this like all of these things when i'm doing them i feel like i'm born to do them because i give them everything yeah so there's no truth to me going like well i was born to free run like parkour didn't quote exist until 2001 mm -hmm. 2005 i think it was but yeah like as as we know it now parkour did not really truly exist or and and so how arrogant would it be for me to be like i was born to be a parkour instructor yeah like, well, this word only like came around about two years ago. So yeah, yeah, as you were. And, and it, it holds to the point of the more you look into something, the more you do something, the more passionate you get about it. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I'm I've got a list here of like cool and fun things that you can do that will help generate ideas. Um. And like hand on heart, I would say I've done about. I would say about at least 70% of these. Um, so these are like essentially writing exercises. I hate, I hate that term because it just sounds so dry, but um, that, that you can do that don't necessarily take that long, that will help your brain start to get into the workout mode of coming up with, with ideas. Because like everything else, and you spoke about this um specifically on the Thomas Fenton episode, actually, about creativity being a muscle. And yep. the more you use it, the better it gets. Hence um, writing exercises. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna list some of these off. Um, and then I'll stop and <laughs> let you talk and we'll do the back and forth thing. Um so <laughs> <laughs> one of the first things I ever did, um and I can't I cannot remember for the life of me, um where this came from it was it was like an online course like a free thing or like I watched a YouTube I can't remember but one of the ways to create ideas for characters which can be overwhelming to say the least because you're trying to create an entirely full human being that lives and breathes and readers will fall in love with or hate or you know whatever it's a it's a it's a, it's a challenging thing like I still don't know fully who I am. How the fuck am I supposed to create a 3D other person? Um, so as with 
any kind of creativity when you're first starting with something it's very difficult to know your process your voice your anything like that because you don't have one yet um so there are obviously lots of things that you can download off the internet character sheets all that kind of thing that ask like 500 different questions but it can feel very overwhelming and very like intimidating and like i don't know this i i downloaded this because i thought it would help i don't know where they went to school like da 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 but what we are very good at as humans is judgment <laughs> silently judging people someone walks past you you see their face and you're like i know who you are so a good way um and a fun way and a <laughs> a slightly reprehensible way of um creating characters just for like to begin with just as like character studies and that kind of thing go to a coffee shop or a restaurant or a park or somewhere that you feel comfortable being take a laptop or a pen and paper this one doesn't lend itself well to dictation because you'll probably get thrown out Um, (laughs) and sit down and just look around you look around you at the people there and if it's empty look at the people that are working there and just pick one person and think to yourself who are you and then start noticing things about them is their nail polish constantly chipped is their hair been washed do they smell of perfume or body odor like do they do their work with an efficiency or are they clearly not wanting to be there do they spend more time looking at their phone than the customers? And if it's like someone sat down, like, are you married? Are you happily married? Like, what's your financial situation? Look at their clothes. Are they new? Are they frayed? Like, do they have stains all over them? What are they reading? What are they reading? What are they doing there? Are they sat by themselves? Are they sat with someone else? If they're sat with someone else, are they listening to that person? Or are they waiting for their turn to talk? Or are they completely checked out? Because all of these things, it's instinctive in us, generally speaking. Um, obviously, you know, taking into account um neurotypical and atypical brains. Um, it's it's wired in us as a protection thing to notice this stuff at lightning speed, but we very rarely listen because we don't need to. We did it unless your body and brain are like threat, you dismiss. But if you just sit down and really drink someone in then write it down and then just do that a few times with different people and then once you've had a little bit of a break go back to that person read what you've written and flesh it out a bit based on the type of person you think that person is because we've all met that guy mm-hmm. we've all met that woman We've all been made to feel special by that one person that seems to like actually enjoy their job. And so like what makes, why do they enjoy their job or do they, but they're, they're just being really sweet and kind and actually their life is miserable. And this is the only time that they can give joy to somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and by asking those questions, by being curious, you start to create a, a, a crew of characters And then when you've got like a few, throw them in a lift together and make the lift break. It's just, it's about like having fun with it. And this is what I mean by like 
creativity doesn't happen in a vacuum and nor do ideas without this constant input of everything around us that most people will walk past because life is busy you you don't you don't notice the ideas but they're there and it's not cheating to use the world as inspiration because i guarantee you if you were born in a sterile thing that and somehow like you know all of your essential bodily functions were met until you died but you never saw anyone else you never you, like shakespeare would not have written a fucking word i'd read that story <laughs> but do you know what i mean like nothing happens in a vacuum and everything every like leap of progress in humanity is based on what someone has done before that person yeah, like standing on the shoulders of giants exactly like if we didn't have electricity we wouldn't have apple and no one would give a shit about Steve Jobs or his mm. turtlenecks. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's that thing, but we feel ourselves that because we're using things from the world that we're not real creatives. But that's exactly what creatives do. Yep. So that's like that is a fun exercise. Cause you can also feel kind of like you're playing Sherlock. Yes. You know? And and you're right, like it is so much when you're writing as well like it's good practice for things like description and character building things because it's so much like i do it sometimes because you know when i whenever you say in writing here's a rule like mm. you've broken it at some point like but like it's so much more impactful rather than saying that person has blonde hair to say oh they bought like loads of clothes at primark or you know they've got a bag from Bloomingdale's or something like it gives you an impression of who that person is without even having to describe a physical thing or like like you say like they think of x perfume or their body odor that's much more impactful than saying yep. they have blue eyes mm -hmm. because like eyes can be nice and I think that if you're writing romance specifically a lot of communication happens between the eyes there's a lot of like magic that can happen in a look but if you're trying to describe a person like the chips nail polish is a perfect example because it gives you more of an idea of what that person is and you don't even have to be specific but there's a big difference between a woman or a man who uh wears nail polish and it's chipped or if it's absolutely pristine and manicured like mm -hmm. it tells you something yeah about who they are without having to specifically say what it is they've done or do mm -hmm. and i love that kind of stuff like um there's a line in um oh what was no i'm, I'm not gonna say it because i'm gonna butcher it but it was like a gorgeous line i remember reading in a luke's book book my dog s-h-i-t cash yeah um my dog shits cash i can say it thank you i just yes. realized <laughs> i can't because i've got the, the little one um you barely can't hear me you've got headphones in yeah oh that was it it was like um she looked at me like an unread email yes and i was like oh that's a juicy line i mm -hmm. love that because again like it's telling you about the look without telling you about the look but like that feeling when you have an unread email you're like, oh yeah yeah there's a lot to it um but yeah like those kind of exercises the idea of ideation being a muscle is a hundred percent true like anything that's new anything you haven't done before starts off with some kind of difficulty and it's the whole confirmation bias principle of for example if you're going to buy a car and you're suddenly like i might buy a fiesta suddenly you'll notice All how you many see. fiestas are on the road same with Tesla's, women everywhere same with, yep. when i was pregnant pregnant women every oh yeah i remember that I one tell you the last time i've seen a pregnant woman just kids everywhere as well yeah just like tiny little kids um that side of things and obviously like dogs and pets like anything like that the minute you start thinking about something the minute your brain starts going like oh this is something we need to put energy in and pay attention to mm -hmm. so if you allow yourself to start thinking of ideas and pushing them together like that does 
get easier and easier and easier. Yeah. Um, and you know that that's different time for different people, but um, sorry, I just had a total brain fog meltdown. That's okay. I was just I was just I was going to quickly follow up on that on what you said anyway, um, and even if like the idea of going out to a coffee shop or a park by yourself and writing feels like uh, too big of a task right now because I'm very aware because of like my anxiety levels and everything that like sometimes like the first step is like the 12th step for me so um if that's too much find the friend you know the friend that you can let the crazy out to um and go for coffee with them and do that exercise yeah but as a conversation a quiet conversation and just be, and because I'm telling you now, it's fun. It starts off tedious. They're wearing a, a brown blazer. Okay, well, why brown? What do you mean, why brown? You're telling me that out of all the colours in the spectrum, they chose brown. Why? Well, maybe there was only brown blazers. Cool. So why did they just get that blazer? Why didn't they? Do it? Like, it's the, the smallest, stupidest shit that turns into, well, clearly... They have like they're clearly an incel that is making a stance on the fact that they don't get pride, they don't get straight pride, <laughs> like and it all comes from they're wearing a brown blazer and yeah. it's bullshit. Like, but this is the thing you don't we're not trying to actually get to the root of who this person is in real life. We're playing games, mm-hmm. and you know it's like you said about the eyes, like t- telling me that someone's eyes are blue. Okay, cool. Telling me that like you know you ran into a teenager while you were jogging um and they fell over and as you helped them up you noticed that their eyes were like older than they are that tells me something yes you know if that like their ice blue eyes were haunted Mm -hmm. by blah 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 whatever you know that's that's something that's interesting but just being like they had blue eyes cool yeah blue eyes I mean, except and, i don't i've already forgotten because i don't care <laughs> yeah and springing off that but kind of just as a general principle when you are trying to improve ideation and come up with and again this goes right back to the top of um this conversation which has you come up with good ideas like you don't know that any idea is going to be good when you oh, start God. that's that's the magic of it <laughs> um but like <laughs> as with what we're talking about with that first draft allowing yourself to come up with bad ideas mm-hmm. and again like objectively no idea is good no idea is bad Especially Aim for bad ideas. Especially in seedling form. But by allowing yourself to not always come up with ideas that you think are amazing and just writing them down, like you start to, to peel away at the layers of onion until you can kind of get to the core of something. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to come up with a good idea, I recommend write 20 ideas. Mm-hmm. Just whatever it is you're going for. So obviously like I'll, I'll speak from the horror way. Like I'll come up with 20 ideas of like a horror story and they could include monsters, situations, isolation, all that kind of stuff. And I'll try and make them as different as possible in each scenario. One of those is going to appeal to me. Like mm-hmm. again, like so much of this stuff is universal and springs through like all the things that we've, we've said before. Cause when we were talking about short stories, the Ray Bradbury challenge, write One short story a week, they're not all going to be good, but one or two are going to come out of that, that are, they stick with you and they're awesome. And you're very, mm-hmm. very happy with them. And it's the same with ideas. The more ideas you come up with, the higher the likelihood that you'll have a good idea, mm-hmm. quote, good idea or an idea you're yeah. at least happy with, and hungry enough to pursue into a longer form story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that as with like what we talk about creativity and muscle, all that kind of thing, when you first start, like 
I'm going to use the gym as the the metaphor. Like when you first start at the gym, you don't understand what half the machines are for. You don't understand why. And you stay away from the scary um, like closet of torture. And you just go to like the treadmill and like, you know, a, a machine that is very clearly labeled as, okay, this is a sit-up machine or mm-hmm. whatever. You, you very quickly do the things and then you leave. And then the next time you go, you might spend a bit longer and you, you'll explore out. And it's the same like with, your brain it's the same um kind of mechanics which is why i i'm a big like touter of flows of consciousness like like you were saying about um the reason that you enjoy being a like pantser is you get into this flow and you know you can do the thing well one of the ways you can like tap into that kind of flow is by writing for 10 minutes every morning if I mean it doesn't have to be every morning, but like just sitting down for ten minutes or five minutes if ten minutes is too much, putting your pen on the page and I've I've said this before and you just start writing, and if you cannot think of what to write, that's what you write, and even if it ends up being Bart Simpson lines of I cannot think of what to write for ten minutes, you did what you're supposed to do. Come back the next day because eventually you will get bored of writing that, mm-hmm. and then you'll start saying oh, I'm so bored of writing this. <laughs> and they you, write that for five days yeah the pen does not come <laughs> off the page for 10 minutes yeah. and it keeps moving so that's something um something that i came across a while ago and i can't for the life of me uh remember the youtuber that i was watching do this but i know that the idea is not unique to this person is write in the style of one of your favorite authors or two or three or four or five whatever so like but authors with that are very voicey so like for example Gaiman um is a big one um I haven't read any King but from what I imagine he's got a very particular like you know that you're reading King oh yeah yeah you know you don't get to your own genre without yeah exactly so take take authors that you really like the style of and then write your journal at the end of the day write what's happened to you as if you were neil gaiman so try to emulate that style by just telling the truth of your day mm-hmm. because then that that takes any pressure off like ideas because you know what's happened to you but you're practicing this creativity of like looking at things a slightly different way because you know gaiman wouldn't say and then i sat on the bus you know, you you practice with this stuff. And then when you're kind of comfortable with that, you can add on, this is one of my favorites. <laughs> like you, you do that, you do, you know, you start because you'll start to find your own voice, your own style in those different kind of voices. That's how we work. And then you write the truth of your day with monsters or fairies or murderers so like you replace every single one of your co-workers with a different type of monster and but you keep everything truthful but you add that stuff yeah and and like that's the experience part you're using your real experience mm-hmm. and you're combining it with but what if they were monsters <laughs> yep can i highlight as well because what you just said is one of my big points here is uh the what if principle yeah what if so all ideas start with what if mm-hmm. what if a giant shark got out on the coast and attacked a bunch of boats what if yeah. someone brought back dinosaurs and created a theme park out of them what yeah. if sorry Go on. i love this game so to say like 
what if um dreams were reality for everybody in them but me (laughs) what if the reason (laughs) like what if the reason windows open outward is because they're horrendously claustrophobic (laughs) what if my dog's a devout catholic (laughs) what if what if a saint bernard got rabies Mm -hmm. and i was trapped in a bomb like everything springs from what if and um, again like with what if you can come up with like what you believe are strong ideas what you believe Mm -hmm. are not so strong ideas and it's just a case of like again 20 things what if um there's so many i want to say but again like some of them involve things that i'm not exactly appropriate with present company um but like that what if principle is is it's huge and then like um two more that i use a lot is uh number one what's the worst thing that could happen Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes by literally saying to yourself what's the worst idea i can write that doesn't mean like dramatically bad that just means like how terrible an idea can you write because from that will spring something um you know i've literally (laughs) i don't think i've told you this there's i literally saw a trailer i went to go um see uh knock at the door last week which is a, mm-hmm. the, the the film version of the novel by paul tremblay cabin at the end of the woods the film was fantastic really like spot on with the book but like there was a trailer beforehand for a film and the film's literally called cocaine bear and it's based on a true story about a bear that got into a whole like batch of coke and started going mad in the woods like that's an idea that made yeah. it to film that's that's now happening like mm-hmm. that's not a good idea no but like it it also is because it's made it into film yeah um and so what's the worst thing that could happen like what's the worst idea you could think of and then um another (laughs) another one again i'll be careful of what i say um, but like idea copulation um Mm -hmm. or like marrying ideas because when me and luke uh, then this was just for people who are unaware this is like my first sort of experience into the novels was a co co writing project with luke condor um we we looked at they rocked and the original conception for that was what if uh, the la- what if the last of us crossed with dead space which is mm-hmm. like the two video games and the idea became vastly different to any of that but that was the original question that we kind of posed was like well what if this met this and the idea like the very very early, early idea with that for that book um which was a post-apocalyptic book was it, it was going to be set in space and it was going to be a space engineer trying to like do something or other to like get back in the zombies and things mm-hmm. now it's it's a story based in england on earth about again zombies and things but like that was the original conception of that was like what if this met this and then from that we worked and we sprang and we tried different things and, and got got it to where it is so sometimes like it's fine like again coming back to this idea of stereotypes and, and things that are already established like mm-hmm. what if jaws met bridget jones's diary i don't get to jaws a lot lately it's just right there yeah um, why not? What if, um, what if uh, Laura Biden Citizen met two men and a baby, three mm-hmm. men and a baby, whatever that film was? Like yeah. you can, you can do this, and it's okay to play with these because whatever that end result is going to be, it's going to be unique to those two things. Mm-hmm. And even if someone's come up with that idea before, going back to experiencing, it's still your story and it's still yeah. new and different. Yeah, and it's often like combining two things like the result is stronger than the than the sum of its parts mm-hmm. um or sometimes hilariously you'll combine two things um and then realize you've solved both of the problems and you don't have a story but that's also hilarious um yeah. like for example if um if like a time traveling fairy came down and ripped hamlet out of hamlet and ripped othello out of othello and did this and dropped them in those those stories would both end happily because yep. Othello acts like too quick and Hamlet acts too slow. So like Othello would be <laughs> would be like, I'm sorry, dead ghost dad. You said that your brother murdered you and then shacked up with your wife. BRB, just going to go shank that dude. Yeah. 
like over Hamlet would be like well it's really important to think things through as Iago's like no honestly she's cheating on you (laughs) and that like it would like both stories would resolve themselves so it's like you either get like incredible drama or something that kind of resolves itself but that in itself is a fun story Mm -hmm. let's 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 just remind the world that there is a film in existence called Rubber and that film is about a car tire psychic abilities that can <laughs> blow up things yep. with its quote vision <laughs> and to this day might still be either the best or the worst film i've ever yep. watched yeah like yep. i i can't describe it it's an experience you have to do like do for yourself but i yep. do remember finishing that watching that thing film and being like i don't know whether that's like incredible or totally atrocious <laughs> but like yep. i was hooked it's a tire <laughs> Hold on, let's take a second. It's a tire uh-huh. with sentience. Yeah. Like a Michelin tire fits on a car. Mm. By itself, there aren't three other tires. There's, there's <laughs> no other like, metal work. To, no, there's no dolphin sprockets involved. It's just a tire. <laughs> there never is, mate. And that's two hours of cinematic glory <laughs> about a tire yeah and here's the thing right when we talk about good and bad ideas this is my point i was making earlier it's it could be the worst idea ever thought of (laughs) okay bear (laughs) but they're 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 both films they're both products that you can watch Mm -hmm. so are they the worst ideas like stop judging yourself so harshly all the time and like i think let me just character study right in the style Flows of consciousness, flash fiction, or oh, flash fiction, obviously. This yes. goes into what we were talking about last time. Play with um, short ideas. Yeah. Just like go onto Pinterest, Google, whatever, type in writing prompts. Use one of those, like writing prompts, someone else's idea. Mm-hmm. Use that and you'll come up with your own idea mm-hmm. to use that. Like again, I'm just gonna say it, creativity does not happen in a vacuum. And just because you're using something else to like inspire you that doesn't make you a fraud that makes you the same as every other creative person yeah. <laughs> like and a lot of the time using these things and writing in different styles is how we find our own style yes so like stop giving yourself a hard time please and thank you um but i i'd, I'd like to um wrap up my kind of um mm-hmm. points and and things on this and just say two things number one it's supposed to be messy yes right it's supposed to be messy my son i think it was two days ago completed the song believer by imagine dragons on extreme on beat saber now when he first started playing that he could barely get through it on easy and it was very messy for me because i had to deal with the tantrums but Mm -hmm. then he started to understand that it is about growth it's about going again it's about learning like the routines the structure of the song how it flows the rhythm all of those things Mm -hmm. and then once you've got one then you can add in intricacies and and all the rest of it because i know what you're thinking you uh, sam you talk about beat saber it's a very good (laughs) for an example for what i'm trying to say yeah um it's supposed to be messy embrace the suck Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be messy and what I will like end with on my part is this. You already know how to write a story. It's already in you. Um, 
<laughs> title of your sex tape. Sorry. But <laughs> you already know how to write a story. Whether you have ever written one word of like creative writing or not, you know how to write a story. We all know beginning, middle and end, sure. But you know beyond that. You have read books or you have watched film or theatre or you have observed an argument with a couple in like a pub you know how story works you just don't know the maybe the terminology for it so you don't feel like you're a real person that can say real stories fuck terminology I still don't know half of it but I like have got to the point where I'm confident in myself in my experience as in life experience because I've had more than most people like should ever have in a lifetime um, and also knowing that the things that I have trained in outside of writing, um, and I don't just mean acting, although that's helped me incredibly, but no matter what your job is, there will be parts of the skill set there that you can bring into writing. And if you don't believe me, drop a comment with your job and I will give you a fucking full explanation as to how you yep. can use what you've done in writing. Mm -hmm. So you already know how to write a story. So stop putting that idea in your head. Like, you know how to do it. Now go out and, like, judge people and write it down and get some characters going. <laughs> That's spoke Samasutra. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and I guess, like, from my side, I, I'd like to wrap up. I've got, so, to give a couple of, like, real tangible examples of where some stories have come from. I've already mentioned they were up. Um, yeah. That was dead space meets the last of us originally mm -hmm. it's not where it ended up being but that was the inception of that story that was that idea um similarly because uh, we wrote two books at the same time alongside each other the other book um essentially was flatliners with that that mm. film that had like kevin bacon and stuff and it was like dipping into the line between life and dead and that's flatliners kind of meets zombie inspiration so um that was that one when winter comes was an idea that came in 2017 in a writer's group that i was in i can't remember what the prompt was but like i've just got like a note in a notebook somewhere that literally says like what if a blizzard like a freak blizzard hits a town in northern alaska where they're isolated from everything and you've got this band of essentially teenagers very like stand by me but this like band of teenagers have to go out on survival and originally there were no monsters like originally i had like two parents that were like a mum and a dad that were going to like get involved um and it shaped and it weaved and it twisted. And now it's got monsters and all this other stuff. But like it started from just that idea. And I jotted down like five kids' names. And then mm -hmm. three, four years later, I actually started to write the beast. Um, mm -hmm. The Nowhere Line, which is the one that I'm kind of in the process of doing a lot of stuff with at the minute. Thank you. It's so good. Um, the, the idea for that sprang from just seeing a piece of like a, a pre-made cover. Mm -hmm. oh, it was just It was just a train, like on a track like at night with sort of skulls along the side of the track and it was just gorgeous like spider webs and things just abandoned train um and i was like well, what if there was a train that when someone boarded it all their family were on it but no i, I i'm trying to think how it was how it appeared to me in my head because it was essentially this really weird it was kind of like weirdly freaky gaming inspired of like a train that you're riding on you're not aware that everyone's dead like you see them as real people, but then you have these flashes of like, uh, and I wanted to write this kind of like lunatic madness of a guy being on a train. And it came from that idea and then pulled back from that and was like, okay, well, what's the heart of this story? And it became, well, what if a man and woman were about to get married? And we start this story with a man in his groom suit in the middle of a forest 
mm-hmm. and a bride sat on the log just facing away because immediately the minute you plant a reader in there like what's the question here like what's the situation mm-hmm. and it and it's just developed from there and now it's totally like some of those elements are still in there but it's just a totally different thing um so again that that was the birth of an idea and like ideas are meant to change like everything mm-hmm. gets better with new information with new experimentation with feedback with all that kind of stuff like it twists and it adapts um mm-hmm. but yeah they all they all started like from what ifs from marrying ideas and from just like you know playing about with scenarios that I thought would be fun yeah as you give yourself permission to play with an idea your brain will think of a better one mm-hmm. it's a very annoying thing but it's also an amazing thing yeah um, why well, three false starts with no airline just trying to like get that yeah. idea rolling and then like add a few more extra elements same way when winter comes it wasn't until i added the monsters that i was like right now i've got a story mm-hmm. well like air to the universe the novel that like mm-hmm. is in edits at the minute that started off from um, an idea I had as a traumatized child. So I used to go every night, I would like get into my bed and I had one of those old um, uh, headboards that's kind of like plush with the little buttons in it that dips down. Do you know yeah, the type? Yeah. yeah. And I would pretend that each one of those buttons was an actual button. So yeah. like one was a force field. So nothing could get to me like I could get out of bed if I needed to but no one could get in one of them would make it fly one of them would turn into a submarine one of it and like it became this whole thing and then so that's where it started in my head I was like oh what if like it's this magic bed that can transport somebody somewhere and now it is about a goddess trying to get back home to save the entire fucking universe and at one point they get on a bed and it takes them somewhere somewhere like it's now a nod to the original idea at that moment yeah and some people might go well it has elements of bed knobs and broomsticks it's a different story <sighs> yeah it isn't but fair play bed knobs and broomsticks it's fucking like that's a good story mate ah sorry um <laughs> awesome. nettle that... tea what <laughs> nettle tea nettle tea sorry oh okay the, she she makes them it's either nettle tea or nettle soup i can't remember it was the first time i'd ever heard of that i was watching it as a kid and i was like but wouldn't it sting your mouth <laughs> yes um you got anything else to add mm. no i don't think so i'm like I've, I've written my notes down i'm pretty happy with them i'll just very quickly again say so the idea is take yourself out for a walk and do a character study on a real person um write your like journal in the style of a different author write your journal but with monsters or with aliens or whatever so truth like tell your tale truthfully but like replace elements of it with you know craziness um flows of consciousness are a great way to get ideas flash fiction go on to like google and just type in writing prompts and then you know you're away um and the what if game like you were saying, like the wife game is brilliant. And then just, yeah, again, you already know how to write the story. You just have to believe it. No idea is good or bad. Yeah, no. Not for creativity. No. There are some very bad ideas in the world. But the thing is, it's subjective. Like some people want that wall. (laughs) This is my point. Yeah. Um, beautiful. All right, we'll round it off there. Um, I should have said this at the top of the episode, but one thing that I did want to announce that people can uh, sign up to and get involved, I mm-hmm. have by the time this episode airs, I will have officially launched my brand new uh six month coaching program. So I call it a coaching program, but it's really like it's a comprehensive deep dive course slash coaching slash all of the things. Um, mm-hmm. 
And and so this is called Zero to Author. And essentially for six months, I'm taking a very small group of hungry authors from ideation all the way through everything that is part of the process, all the way through to publication, alongside me, all together, bit by bit, working mm-hmm. through the puzzle. Um, and I've said this on like webinars and things that I will have run by now, but like this is a program that I am literally giving my everything into. So I am yeah. giving you everything that I have behind behind the scenes, all parts of my process are involved in this um, with the intention that at the end, you'll be able to publish confidently a book. And I really, really stress this idea of confidently because I know that like people can struggle through all the different mechanics mm-hmm. of writing a book, of publishing a business, of formatting, of editing, of cover design, all that kind of stuff. Like there's enough advice out there to go like, I could make a book happen. And trust me, like I've, I've known people that have. Um, but <laughs> to be able to confidently write a book and confidently publish with everything optimized as it needs to be to give your book the best chance at success that it can have. Yeah, is, while still is... encompassing all the things like your life yes. and your work and your family yes. and your romance and whatever it is, mm-hmm. because good luck being confident in any area if the other areas are telling you that you can't do something. Exactly. Like it's a way to become the author that you want to be that is sustainable mm-hmm. for you in the long term. So you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm an author very, very confidently. Yeah. Um, and so if you want to find out all about that, because, because of spaces... course you do. Sorry, I'm very excited about this. I've seen the structure and it makes me very happy. Sorry. Yeah. And, and to be fair, people are already taking the spaces. So like, mm-hmm. um, it's over at activatedauthors.com forward slash author. And you can find all the information there. Um, but I will say just to date this, we are the 23rd of February. This will go live on the February, um, <laughs> which means that it'll likely only be open for like a week or two before I close it and spaces are gone. So if yeah. you want to get involved, like I say, activatedauthors.com forward slash author. And I will essentially handhold you through publishing a book over the next six months. So bam, that's it. Um, any last words from you, Sam, before we wrap up? Um, Just that I'm really proud of you and like this program that you created I think is incredible and I think that like it's going to really help people because it's one thing to know how to you know write and publish and 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 that kind of stuff but like you say it's another thing to actually have that confidence but also like as I said I've I've seen I've seen the structure of it and I've seen I, it's a things. lot of work <laughs> yes so, <laughs> so much work but it's not just that like it's it's so you because it's not it's about so much more than publishing a book like mm-hmm. yes that is like the aim of the workshop and that the workshop the um program thank you the program um but it's also going to help you with confidence in different areas of your life and understand like what it takes at different points and how to draw like boundaries with your mother or like um you know different things like that and I just yeah I'm really super incredibly proud of you and I'm very excited for the people that you're going to be taking through and I would very much like get on it because spaces are already going and like the webinar hasn't even gone yet so yeah yes sir Awesome. All right, then we'll wrap up and say a massive thank you to you, the listeners, for tuning in. We appreciate you and the time you choose to spend with us each and every week. And as always, if you're looking to level up your writing and activate your author career, head on over to activatedauthors.com to find out about our community, our resources, and everything else we've got going on. One more time from myself and from Sam. We will see you next week. Good. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> activate your energy.